Hello, you amazing people out there, and welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I'm your host, Angel, with Phil Pepe. Hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on, Phil? Uh, same old, same old. You know how it is. Yeah, taking a shit and... Yeah, taking a shit. Uh, uh, welcome to this week's uh, in, uh, what a, in, the, in the Comic Spotlight. Uh, we have two books for the week of July 14th. Can you believe it's July already? I know, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Holy crap. The freaking summer's almost halfway over. Uh, con season is starting to pick up. Big Apple Con this weekend. That's yeah. right. Uh, Rob Liefeld's going to be there, unfortunately. Not actually, no. Friday. He backed out again. Son of a he, bitch. He can't commit. Yeah. Health issues, apparently. Uh, he's no longer my favorite artist. <laughs> um, I thought, yeah, they, were, they sent out an email, I think, a couple days ago saying that he was going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, um, apparently he he backed out again. He backed out again. Health issues or something. Yeah, yeah. We're all getting old, man. <laughs> then why not? All right, cool. So we have uh, two new books for you this week that we uh, took a look at. Um, I guess I'll start. We'll start with uh, Savage Hearts, which is brought to you by Dark Horse Comics, um, written by Aubrey Citizen, uh, illustrated by Jed Doherty, uh, colored by Lorvin Kinzureski. I practice that a thousand times. It has to be like Russian or something, <laughs> or some kind of Russian. Uh, and then letters by Taylor Esposito. All right, so Aubrey, you brought to my attention, was the person that also wrote... The Worst Dudes. Worst Dudes. Other current title. Yeah. So, and, you know, we we actually reviewed that book a couple weeks back, and, um, you know, it wasn't for me, because I guess the raunchiness of the book itself was just to be raunchy for Raunchy's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, you know, it, it just didn't gravitate towards me. Um, as always, we don't we don't shit on people's work just because we know how hard uh, people work at this and how hard it is. Uh, but it just wasn't for me. So we I decided to pick up Savage Hearts, obviously, because there was only two books this week that we picked up. And uh, the art I love. I mean, the art in this book is actually really good. The Barbarian Chick is so freaking muscular, it turns me off and on at the same time. <laughs> it's just really weird. Um, but yeah, the art's really great in it. The color is really great in it. So that, that part of the team... Uh, really good. The, the story itself is is nothing that we haven't, you know, read before. So you pretty much just have uh, a jungle guy, like I would call him like a Tarzan, who's finding this barbarian chick who's like a female Conan. Okay. Um, he's in the woods with his like little pet bird or whatever it is, bored out of his freaking mind. Um, and uh, he comes across these people. The woman barbarian is actually taking these people to go kill this uh, evil wizard or whatever it is. And he falls upon them. He actually falls in love with her because he's so lonely that he'll take whatever he can get. And it actually ends up being this uh, barbarian chick. The only thing I have to say is that he kept calling her like Schmoopy Whoopy or these really ridiculous names when he was like swooning over her. So it got annoying after a while. One or two times, okay, but like almost on every single page um, he was doing it. And uh, basically, I guess she wants revenge against the evil wizard who killed her past lover, who actually looks like freaking Conan. So that's the only thing that can hit that because holy crap look at dude she's so muscular you do, you do need to be uh of a certain stature to it's it's insane climb that hill yeah and uh dude that's in love with her i think his name is uh goro or something like that um is, is definitely not up to her, to her stature or whatever it is but needless to say he actually ends up tagging along to become their guide to find this evil wizard um and then towards the end you see the evil wizard sends his flock of birds that they call a flapperade which is hilarious <laughs> to go steal this egg from this woman who's uh, the queen of the town. Um, and they, he ends up getting the egg. And at the very end, you see that the egg is sort of like a crystal ball and allows him to see uh, where people are at. And he sees that the barbarian chick 
uh, is coming after him, and he's going to get his revenge uh, on her like he did her lover. Yeah, so like I said, the art's really great. <laughs> the color's great. Um, fantasy stuff is okay. I mean, I like Conan the Barbarian stuff. I think a Conan Barbarian, you know, Tarzan kind of twist to it was was cool, but um, I think this one's not for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you like, you know, uh, Aubrey's writing and stuff like that and his, his, his previous stuff, then this will probably be right up your alley. So uh, it did come with a, a backup story at the end, which was sort of like a, uh, a Robin Hood kind of tale, which was pretty cool. The only thing that I did not get is I don't know if we're getting this book because it's ended so abruptly and there's no to be continued or coming soon because it just goes right into an ad. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I was actually starting to enjoy it. It's actually written by Aubrey as well. Um, but I have no idea if this was just, you know, hey, let's put four pages on the back of this book or if this is something that's coming. So It's interesting. That but that back story reminds me a lot of, like, the old Tales of Asgard and the, the Lee and Kirby uh, Thor Journey of the Mystery stuff, which was just a four-page telling, you know, old stories in Asgard uh, didn't really continue into anything else. Sometimes it told you it would continue. Sometimes it wouldn't. So it's probably sort of the same concept just to flesh out the world uh, that this uh, book exists in. Huh. Wait, yeah. so do you think this will continue in the next issue? Or it might be just story? be a different story of like a different part of that world. Because that's really what it is, right? It fills in a little bit of the backstory. Yeah, but it doesn't fill, it doesn't, it doesn't fit in this world. Int oh, interesting. At yeah. all. It's completely different. Huh. So unless I miss something, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't even, it's a different artist, which doesn't matter. Right. Um, but yeah, the story doesn't fit into the current world oh, all right. reading the book so yeah that's the only thing that I found weird but yeah uh, Savage Hearts by uh, Dark Horse yeah. check it out good looking book the art looks really good seems as far as the the story was a little more uh, reined in than Worst Dudes uh, yeah, but again sure. like you said not not really your cup of tea uh, as far as uh, what he what he put out there for you yeah I think it was just a mixture of trying to add comedy in where it did it, I don't know it just didn't work for me so yeah. it might work for somebody else who has a higher intelligence <laughs> um, so or yeah. lower intelligence. Or lower intelligence. <laughs> but yeah, it was beautiful to look at. So yeah, check it out. All right, uh, what's your book? So uh, I went with Beyond the Breach, uh, written by Ed Brisson, uh, illustrated by Damien Cuchero. Uh, looks like we had lettering and coloring Patricio Del Pech and Hassan Atsmane Alao. My apologies if I mispronounced your names. Dude, you butchered that. <laughs> um, this is another uh, book by Aftershock, and I said last time we, we did an Aftershock book. Uh, I love their setup. I love their format. All the story up front, you get some really good back matter after that. Uh, and then, you know, um, some ads and previews of stuff also. Uh, so as far as just a good, you know, bang for your buck, like it's a, it's a really good package that they put together. Uh, one of the things I really dug about this was the art style was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, very similar to the Savage, Savage Hearts, but this is more of a contemporary story. Um, one thing I absolutely loved was the opening splash page. Uh, great you know sets you in the location but it does one of those great things where the the word balloon is just a character cursing right off the bat reminds me of uh the first uh, marvel max book uh alias first panel was um you know uh uh what's her name uh jessica jones just cursing and it just continued through there but you know so, what though i like 
if you're gonna put curses in there for no apparent reason, just for like shock value, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Right. But because it's part of her personality. Yep. Like when you turn the page and the fucking the phone says Tristan fuckface. Fuck face, right, right. It, it it just it, it lands so much better. And it right there, right in those first two pages, it tells you what's going on, who this person is, why she's driving through the redwoods of California, and then boom, the breach happens. She goes beyond the breach, and now we're in kind of like Stranger Things, uh, almost quiet place territory. Uh, where basically you have these really crazy bug-looking creatures just eating people who have gone through this breach. Like Stephen King's uh, The Mist. Very Stephen King, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, to round out the cast, you have a very annoying child uh, who has been separated <laughs> from his parents. That right, she so has let me to stop you for on. a second. Yep. Dude, if that was me, and I, 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 I don't know if I should be this honest, but the kid has to be no more than what, maybe eight, nine years old? Yeah. Maybe younger than that, actually. Yeah. The whininess oh, yeah. of that fucking kid, I swear to the almighty, I think I would have left him in the left car. just left him right there, yeah, of course. Just fucking, I probably <laughs> would have died later on but for fucking karma, but yeah. And based, but, on, based on the cliffhanger ending, yeah, she probably should have just left him there. Uh, and then rounding out the cast, you have a basically like sort of like an Ewok-looking savage that um, is cute but also deadly and... She gathers the, the, the other these two characters up. They go off on this adventure. And again, the cliffhanger ending is great because if, if they stick with this ending, uh, it really does take care of the annoying child problem right away and definitively. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but I really liked uh, the flow of the story. I liked that it gave you a lot of character development so you knew who this person was why she is where she is and you want to go on this journey with her um and then again it left the details as to what is going on where they are vague enough that you you want to continue with this so this is one i would continue with i thought this was really Mm -hmm. good good first uh first issue great opening salvo and uh you know again really interesting cliffhanger ending uh, which you don't always see, and I definitely want to see where this one's going. So, you know, good job on this one, because I wasn't expecting to like this as much as I did. Uh, but, yeah, they did a really good job. Very good first issue. Beyond the Breach from Aftershock Comics. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. And, you know, I have to give props to Ed Brisson, because it's just written really well. And, you know, her her tone throughout the entire book is so consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's she curses, but she's sarcastic at the same time. And this personality that pops from the word bubbles. Um, and then the art just emphasizes everything that's been written down in the page. And it took me a little while to understand that the two creatures were actually fighting each right. other. So the little Ewok guy that she saved and kept, I didn't realize that they were they were fighting because there was multiple ones. Yeah, there was and like... she actually rescued one from being eaten. Yeah. Um, which was which was crazy. And but, used his his weapon to defend herself and save this kid. Yes. Uh, but yeah, there's some tremendous backstory there with these insect-like creatures and these Ewok koala-type creatures uh, that I guarantee they're going to explore a little bit more as you get to find out exactly what's going on in this world. Yes. Uh, so very cool, very, very great, good setup. And again, the back matter uh, are basically a peek into the main character's uh, journal. 
her her whole trip laying out what she was going to be doing in California while she yep. was there. Uh, and there's some clues in there that make make you get a sense of who this person is and that this person is very much open to, you know, sort of uh, otherworldly or paranormal concepts. Uh, so she is readily uh, willing to accept her situation uh, and is not necessarily a, a skeptic. She's just in there and she's like, okay, how do I survive? And right. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that was... And you know what? You hit the nail on the head because for me, when you're storytelling... And we go over this all the time when, you, when you're dealing with a, uh, an, an introductory issue. You're trying to either build a world mm-hmm. and or build characters. And in this, as, in this sense, they built up the characters so well that whatever situation happened, even though you don't know why it happened or anything of that situation, you're still intrigued because the character development up to that point was so good that you want to see what her reaction is to something that you don't understand yourself. Yeah. And it's almost like you understand the character and you're both in the same shoes when it comes to what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Because the character's that way as well. And, and she's a real character too because the, the, the setup that you find out in the early pages is that something pretty tragic happened to her right. uh, that caused her to be upset at two people in her lives, one of whom is a very close family relation. Later on when she's in danger... She actually, as upset as she is at that person that's in her family that wronged her, she is still concerned and cares about that person and makes mention about that. And I think that's a really strong character trait. And again, yeah, you create a really good character to pull you into this world, and then you're vague enough on the world that you're discovering things for the first time like this character is. So now here's my only, and I'm hoping I'm so wrong, because I was reading it, I got The Mist from Stephen King, Mm -hmm. those creatures, those like similarities there. And then as soon as the creatures actually came out and started walking about, I got a freaking Pacific Rim mm. kind of feel. Mm-hmm. So like the breach opens up, and we understand why the breach opens up because those characters invade worlds to take them over. I'm so hoping that this is not that. Right. So I hope that when they explain the breach, is just something that kind of just throws a curveball at us that we don't understand. Yeah, I mean, this is going to definitely be predicated on the, the weirdness of the Pacific Northwest, Northwest and the California Redwood Forests and that there's these, like, portals into other worlds because, again, she is thrust into a situation where, obviously, other people who have been driving down that road yep, have been thing. pulled in there as well. She was sassy, smart, and lucky enough to survive, whereas these people just basically get devoured Crotch first, which but, is really yeah, hurtful. <laughs> but the breach is them coming to us, not us going to them. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, they're still on Earth. Okay, gotcha. To me, I thought it was they no, because they run into a restroom bathroom. Right, bathroom. right. They definitely, I, I definitely noticed that, and I thought it was almost like a Stranger Things upside down thing, oh. where they're in another world that is like ours. But you actually might be right. You might be that. You might be right that the breach is pulling these in here. Yes, yes. But again, it's a really good mystery setup. Asking these questions, we're gonna keep going with the story. We're gonna find out exactly what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Phil said, I mean, beyond the breach. Aftershock, they haven't been disappointed. They've actually been doing some really, really great stuff lately. So hopefully they just keep on that ball because it's been fantastic. So, All right, so there you go. You have Savage Hearts and you also have Beyond the Breach. And uh, where do we get our comics from, Phil? Oh, well, we get them at the Joker's Child, 12-23 River Road, Fairlaw, New Jersey. All right, so if you're ever in North Jersey, come give these guys a visit. 
they've been there for over 30 years and they know what they're talking about and they could actually recommend some great stuff, especially if you're just starting to get into uh, comics, which we need more people to get into comics um, to keep this industry thriving. And definitely check out the website, jokerschild.com. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you can get some orders on there as well. Um, and then uh, pay attention to amazingactioncomics.com. In about 18 days, we have our first Kickstarter going up for The Drunkard Out of Space. Um, I'm going to actually have the creator, Jeffrey Scott, on uh, probably within a week or so, so he can give you guys some details on his process, the book. Uh, really great stuff, so we're really excited to uh, um, to have him on board as, as part of our creative team for Amazing Action Comics. Um, and that's going to happen probably in about 18 days or so. It's August 1st, so whatever that is out there. Um, so AmazingActionComics.com to sign up for updates. Very good. Yeah, um, yeah, cool. So until next week, uh, yeah, just uh, be amazing, stay amazing, and read something amazing. Yeah.